What's going on, everybody? This is Talk Your Exposure, episode four, season one. We have a very, very special guest with us today, Jarrell Joy, inventor of Enjoy Apparel, as well as also my yeah, teammate yeah. at Polk State College. Went on to go play at uh, Clark, Clark Atlanta University. Damn, we got a lot to talk about today with you because we got a whole Polk State journey to talk about, which we're going to have a lot of fun today. What's going on, Jarrell? What's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm living, man. I'm living. I can't complain, you know? I want to ask you a question, though. I want to ask you a question. What did you think of, uh, first of all, are you happy that Biden's in or are you or are you, still, you you go on Trump? Man, it, I'm happy that Biden's in. I really didn't like Trump. He he just he just don't know what to say, especially he, he says a lot of the wrong things at the wrong time. And I just didn't, I just didn't like him as a leader. He, he made a he made a, a lot of uh, good money moves. But, you know, I think it was time we gave somebody else an opportunity to make, you know, make better decisions for, you know, for our country, because the stuff that he was saying didn't sit right with me. The moves that he would, you know, some of the moves that he would make didn't sit right with me. So, you know, I think it was time to, you know, get him out of there. So. I'm happy that Biden is in. Miss Harris, I'm glad she's in. Um, you know, give a, a woman an opportunity to make something happen too. So, so all of that's important. Not only a woman though, but a, but a black female too. I'm sure that that's, that's pretty, pretty big for your country as well, especially after everything's going on this past year. Very, very huge. Very, very huge because a lot of women get looked down on um, as you know they can't do the job um, that people think they can do, but they're just as good as men. So. I think I think I think they're a good team, especially with Barack on their side. Just just on the sidelines, that's a good look for them. Mm-hmm. That's a good look for them. And it's, and you know we're not really going to get too too deep into this, but I'm sure being a being a Black American, you know, I'm sure that that touched home for you as well. Especially like I said, I mentioned a few minutes ago, after everything that happened this past year, you know, George Floyd. Um, I don't I'm not really going to lie. I don't really know too much about the media, but definitely George Floyd touched me in, in particular. Uh, but the whole Black Lives Matter movement, like I'm sure that's big for you. Like you just said, having having a black black woman in power as well as Barack Obama by uh, Biden's side too. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this the whole Black Lives movement for you and 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 just in general, just black power or black person in power. Well, well, you said it. You know, Black Lives Matter. You know, for years, you know, we felt like we didn't matter um, just because of how we were treated. You know, we what we we haven't been treated the same since forever. So, you know, the fact that we finally, you know, putting our foot down, um, you know, standing up for ourselves, speaking up for ourselves as far as athletes and, you know, and even 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 regular people that stand up and protest and, and go to jail and stand up for, you know, what they believe in. I think that's all that's super important. And I appreciate everybody that's doing it. I can't do it because <laughs> I have a family to come home to and I don't want to put myself in that position. But I'm I'm from the sidelines. I'm watching and I'm. I'm happy to, to, you know, to watch everybody, you know, stand up for, you know, for our rights and, um, and you know, what, what we all been waiting for and believing in. So we finally getting the chance to, to shine really, you know, with the NBA stepping in, all these different um, sports agencies and companies that's helping out and, you know, standing up for us, all of that stuff is super important. So, yeah. I, you know, I really appreciate everything that everybody's doing for us as a culture, as a, as a, as a country, as a as a as a whole nation, every everybody, even people, you know, even people in Canada, everybody, you know, everybody is, you know, is um, showing love. So I, you know, I really appreciate that. I love that. I love that shit. I could definitely appreciate that with you, man. You know, to be honest with you, like, like even just like you just kind of talk about the athletes aspect. You know, like 
Like there's so many black athletes, especially in football and basketball, um, that the voices should be heard, you know, like, like not even just people like you and I that play basketball, but I'm talking like deeper than that, like LeBron James, you know, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Paul, like those guys in particular, they've, they've stepped in a lot this year and I've yeah. done their due diligence and say, hey, like, like you guys are not going to keep making money off of us if you're, if you're not going to be able to put, you know, help us with what we're going through, going through right now. So I felt like that was huge, especially in the summertime with Adam Silver and the NBA just kind of stepping yeah. in as white people. You know, and really, it's kind of being like, like, hey, we're in this with you. It's not just you guys are not making money for us. We're trying to be this, be this together as a team. So I saw a, a deeper connection this past summer. You know, with with white and black people in particular, and especially from the higher up. You know, like the NBA in particular. Did you feel the same way too? Yeah, definitely. You know, the NBA did they did their thing this year. You know, they made it known that they support you know Black Lives Matter. Um, so, and I really appreciate them because they, they really made it known all those bubble games and, you know, we seen how they all, they all stood up, they all stood up for us, especially the W, the WNBA, they, they've always been advocating for, you know, for black people and black lives matter. And it's been, you know, that's been going on for a long time, but this year we really saw people true colors and we really, we really saw people step up and, you know, voice their opinion and how they felt. And, you know, all of that stuff is, is huge. But definitely the WNBA, they did their thing. And then the NBA um, follow, follow right behind them because a lot of WNBA players, they, you know, they really stepped up. They said, we're not playing. They've been doing it. So, you know, yeah. so I commend, I commend both, both parties, WNBA and NBA. I wish football would jump on a little bit more too, but. Yeah, they got too many. I think they have too many old school owners that's stuck in their ways and, mm-hmm. and they're afraid that, it's gonna tarnish their reputation or something like that. I, I mean, that's the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm seeing from them. They just not, and they have such a, a huge platform, but there's too many people that's, um, you know, trying to hide behind the curtains and don't wanna, you know, don't wanna show up. So it is what it is. I it's better soon, man. To be honest with you, I, you know, not, not even just for, for you and, 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 you know, people that are your age, but more so just for your, your son in particular, you know what I mean? Like, like I, know, I know, you know, women, Black women, you know, they, they don't, they get looked at it for a different way, but for black men, you know, it could be at any point of time where even you're just driving a car, you know, and you have certain situation that can happen to you. So I hope that this all kind of, you know, gets better for, for their generation and, and for the up and coming generation. So we can look back and, and I don't want to say laugh at it, but for lack of better words, enjoy the, no pun intended, enjoy the moment. Having my son grow up in this society and, you know, and I have to protect him at all costs and, you know, teach him the ways and how to, you know, just do things right. You know, just don't even put yourself in a position to be in that, you know, to, to be in that position. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I try to do. You know, my whole entire life is just trying not to be, trying not to get put in that position, try to stay out the way, you know, do things the right way. Of course, we're all going to do things wrong, you know, sometimes, but definitely try to, you know, do things the right way so you can stay out of trouble, stay out of that, you know, situation. You know, listen to, you know, if a police officer do pull you over and they question you, just, you know, answer them, with, you know, truthfully and and just, you know, listen to what they, you know, listen to what they say, because, you know, you, you know, they would, they're, they're the people with the guns. So you do something wrong, they get nervous, and that's how all this stuff just go bad. They get nervous. They think that we're going to be aggressive because we're black. It's just, it's fucked up. It's fucked up, and yeah. I try not to swear too much on this podcast, but it's it's fucked up, and that's mm-hmm. one thing in particular that needs to change. 100% needs to change. Like like that's definitely 
even as 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 a white Jewish person, you know, I see it from the outskirts and you know, my, my fiance is black, you know, her family's black, obviously, and kinda this kind of hits home for me a little bit too. Not as much as would for for a black person, but definitely hits home for me because I don't want their family or or her family going through this this stuff as well. So I couldn't even imagine, you know, being a, like being an American that, you know, because this all projects from America and your leader up above. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that this is getting better, I guess. I don't know if it is getting better, but we'll see. You know, we'll see, man. It's it's we'll see. We, I mean we just don't know until you know until we, he has the opportunity. So let's let's see what he you know what he's gonna do. So exactly. Exactly. So now we now we're gonna transition to your high school career where you were at LaSalle Academy leading scorer. Yes, All time leading scorer over there. All time leading scorer, yes sir. Test was over there. You said, I, mean, I know you mentioned another NBA guy to me. I don't, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Jim God Wells. That person. Um, well, he did out if you he invented the sham guard. So that move that everybody okay. did, you push the ball out, pull it back, that's sham guard. He he's okay. from Harlem. He's from Harlem. Um his son actually went to LaSalle too. Um to follow, you know, follow behind his footsteps. But yeah, Sham Guard, he played for the Wizards and now he's the um developmental coach for the Dallas Mavericks. So he, you know, he's he, he's in the league, he's still in the league. And Ron Artest. He went to my school too. Him and Sam got played on the same team. They won a, they won a um, high school championship together. Um, I think they both they both were all Americans. Um, but uh, Sham got went to Providence, and and Ron Artes went to um, St. John's. We also had Lenny Cook too. Lenny Cook went there for a year though. He didn't really stay for a long time. But Lenny Cook went to LaSalle. Lenny Cook was supposed to be the next LeBron, but his attitude didn't didn't mesh well with with teams, and it just didn't work out for him. But him and him and LeBron were were right there neck and neck. Except Le, um, LeBron was a little younger than him, and Carmelo was right behind him too. Him and him and Carmelo are really good friends because they they grew up in the you know in the city um, playing against each other AAU and stuff like that. So so we had Lenny Cook too. That's what's up. So so obviously as you mentioned, you were you lived in in New York. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good time, big time basketball players that came out of New York, like especially like one person you just mentioned, Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Carmelo, not from New York, Maryland. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, but he. I mean, the, the whole. You know, it's close. So it it, it seems it seems like it's, it's right there. But um, but yeah, you know, New York, tough, tough. You know, so right. many ball players. So who, many who, ball who, players who, did you play against any NBA guys? Yeah, when I grew up, um, Russ Smith. Um, he went to Louisville. Russ Smith. We was on the same team. Me and Kimber grew up together. Um, he played. We played in the same team when we were younger. Team Rock. Um, a lot of NBA guys, man. Um, of course, at the time, me and Lance was in the same um, um, high school class, so played against Lance. And it's a lot, man. There's so many. There's <laughs> so many ball players, man. They just didn't honestly didn't get the opportunity. You know, New York. New York is a really tough city to make a name for yourself. Yeah. And if you do, and and even if you do. Getting to that stage, it's still hard to make a name for yourself because there's so many good ball players that just didn't make it. That's why they're the Mecca, man. That's why they're the, they're the Mecca. You know, yeah. they, they, they say that they say that there's three big states of basketball, uh, New York, Florida, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, those three, if you come out of those three states, typically is where the ideal is that you're from a big time area, you know, whatever case is, and that you're, you're big time over there. So during, during your, your, your high school career, when you when you you went there for all four years, correct? No, I actually only played there three years. 
I went to a, um, yeah, so it's a crazy, it's not a crazy story, just growing up, not having no, no male figure, you know, in my life, um, I didn't know the right moves to make, so my mom would put me in schools for, you know, just for academics, so she wanted me to go to a good school, mm-hmm. so she didn't really know too much about basketball, and she also, she also didn't have nobody to guide her, so I went to a public school for a year um, and decided to sit out because I had met the LaSalle Academy coach, um, um, Al Barbosa. I had met him when I was playing with Riverside Church. Um, And he was like, yo, you know, you think about coming to my school, it's a Catholic school. It's not a a top Catholic school, but we used to have a big name for, you know, the school kind of fell off. We used to have a really big name for ourselves back then when Ron Antes and Shamgar went there. So, you know, I thought it was a good move to make because every at the time everybody was going to Rice High School and Ohalos and and um um all these all these all these big Catholic schools. So I decided to go to LaSalle. I sat out I sat out my freshman year because if you transfer, um you have to sit out anyway. So if you played and you transfer, you have to sit out. So I decided to sit out because it, it didn't make any sense to play my freshman year at a public school, it just didn't make sense because the yeah. school was trash anyway. It wasn't like a, a top public school or something like that. So I didn't, I didn't play. So I ended up going in my, my sophomore year. Um, and I, of course I went straight to varsity and um, I turned out to be leading scorer then and then carried on my junior year and then my senior year. I just, I just fucking went off. I just went off. I just got better every single year. But again, it, okay. politics in New York is politics. Politics. There's politics everywhere, man. Especially, especially. I mean, I see it firsthand being Canadian. You know what I'm saying? So I see it firsthand. But definitely, there's politics everywhere. And, and we're gonna even get into that when we, when we start talking about your college basketball career, uh, not university, but college. <laughs> I have to make sure it's very clear to understand. Um, but the one thing I want to ask you though is, so you get to your senior night, where you get to get to the the game where you you broke the record, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say you had I don't even know how many points you had. How many points you have going into that game? I honestly don't remember. Um, I did average 26 points a game that whole year. So I, I either had more than, I either had more than 26 or right under, right under 20, right under 26. Okay. Um, I remember my, um, my 1000 point game though. Um, I actually got the video. I had, um, I needed, it was like fourth quarter. It was like three or four minutes left. I needed a three, I needed three points. So I was either going to do it on a layup and a free throw or just shoot a three. So I ended up, I isolated somebody, I pulled up, hit the three in his face, and the whole entire gym went crazy. Now, mind you, my school gym is, like, really small. And that was the, that was the unique thing about LaSalle is that that gym was small, so it was always packed. Like, even back back in the day, it was super packed. So that night, well, that that whole year, every every home game was packed because everybody – wanted to come and see me. Everybody loved me in my school. I was the, I was the last, so the last person before me to score a thousand points was Ron Artest in 1993. Okay. This is 2009 we're talking about now. So that whole, that huge time frame in between is no one has even got close to a thousand points. Mm-hmm. So that was a really huge deal for me, you know, that and, and breaking the record was a huge deal to me too, because the summer before, um, my senior year, um, they had like the leading scorer board up. They had the leading scorer board up, and I was looking at it one one day on some on a, on a Saturday. We was like just doing workouts, and I was like, 
I'm gonna break that record. And one of the coaches was like, nah, you ain't gonna do that. You can't. He didn't believe me. He didn't believe I could. And here Did we are. Here, here we are, 11 years later. Still hasn't been Did it. Still. And I'm still the leading scorer. I, I, I ended up with um, um, 1,332. Now, that's not a whole lot of points, but I also did it in three years. Yeah. So, so a huge accomplishment. Um, I know the whole city um, pretty much knew about it. Um, it was just, it was just a really, really, a really, really big deal. Really big deal. Did you get to meet Ron Artest? Yeah, I met him. I met him a few times. I met him. Um, I actually met him recently, like maybe two or three years ago. I've seen him again two, two or three years ago at the um, Ludacris Celebrity Game out here in Atlanta. We both was playing, and we ended up on the same team. I mean, I was. I mean, he didn't really play play, but he, you know, he, it was a celebrity game. I got the chance to play, um, and then um, he grabbed the jersey, suited up, just shot around. He didn't really play like that, but I, I seen him. I seen him again um, um, during that time. I'm sure. I'm sure it was kind of cool to kind of look at him and be like. Hey, man, I broke your record. <laughs> Every time I see him and Sam God, well, Sam God, I see all the time because he's he from he from my hood. But yeah, every time I see them, I just I just I always think about that. Like, I'm fake better than you. <laughs> I'm kind of better than you. <laughs> well, I was. <laughs> my bank account might not see it, but I'm better than you. <laughs> nah, they, they went to the league, and I ain't go to the league, so you know, obviously they're gonna be better than me. But you yeah. know, it's cool to say that you know that I you know I broke somebody's record, so. I feel you. I feel you. So out of, out of out of college or out of high uh, high school, do you have any any Division One looks? Do you have any looks? Did you did you? I, I do. I did. I, George Mason was on me heavy. Um, they've been watching me for for years. Um, I'm not sure why I didn't get picked up by them. Um, but that's what happened. I also had St. Louis um, University. They came. They actually uh, came to visit me at my at my crib at my house. And this is the first time I actually had a, you know, a school come, come to my crib. So he came, met my mom, um, um, you know, we all introduced ourselves, interviewed me, whatever. And um, basically said that, you know, they wanted me. And then last minute they pulled the trigger on a guy from, I think, overseas. He was taller than me, played the same position. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. It's politics, you know. Gotta love that word, politics. Yeah, definitely politics. So. I ended up, um, I didn't want to go JUCO, um, so I was like, let me, let me go to prep school. So I decided to go to a prep school in North Carolina. Um, it was a new school. I literally was only going there to get a higher SAT score because, again, grades are important. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, gr- you know grow- I didn't really think how important they, they, they were, but schools get scared when they see that you are just passing because if you are not eligible, and they bring you aboard, you know, aboard for no reason. So grades are super important. You got to make sure you got good grades because you can lose an opportunity like I did, multiple opportunities because of grades. So I ended up going to um, to a JUCO in North Carolina. Um, we literally, all we did was go to a SET class and play basketball and stay in a crib. SET class, play basketball, stay in a crib. That's all we did. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that, but at the same time, shit, you should we should have been doing something else. But that's what we did. The school ended up closing down somewhere closer to Thanksgiving. So that didn't work out. Then I went back home, just worked on my game. Um, went to a couple JUCO showcases. Um, Polk already had um, contacted me my senior year in, um, in um, high school. 
but I again I didn't want to go I didn't want to go JUCO, mm-hmm. so they see me again at the the JUCO showcase, and was like, "Yo, we want to bring you. You know, we've been looking at you for a minute. We want to bring send you on a visit." Um, so me and my mom we came out um, came out to Florida. I, I liked the opportunity. It was a, it was a you know Polk was a a, a, a high D one JUCO. And they played it. We played a lot of, you know, played a lot of good teams and strong teams. So I thought it was a good fit for me. So I ended up, you know, pulling the trigger to go there. So I worked on my game that whole summer, and then ended up ended up in Pope um, that next year. So I didn't see you your your your, your first year. Um, so talk to talk to us a little bit about what that first year was was like. I mean, Davon obviously talked a little bit about your your experience with when you first walked into the. Yeah. I'll call it the dorms or the apartments, whatever you guys want to call it. Um, so he talked to us a little bit about that, but I want to hear from you firsthand, Mr. Mr. Pretty Boy, Mr. Mr. I'm New York. <laughs> First of all, growing up, growing up only child, um, single, my mom, single parent, growing up only child, I was used to a lot of like nice things. And my mom spoiled me, obviously, because I was an only child. I'm also the only nephew. I'm also the only grandson. So I was spoiled from everybody, everybody yeah. down. So to get there, the school was already a little shaky, just to the way that the school looked or whatever, but it's a community college. So of course it's not gonna look the best. So, you know, big gym, I was, you know, was impressed by the gym, a lot of, a lot of seats. So, you know, we could fill up with a lot of, a lot of fans. Um, and they like, you know, we, we're gonna have y'all stay in apartments. And we get to the apartments. <laughs> we like, yo, what the fuck is this? I'm like, nah, this some bullshit. I can't stay here. <laughs> this some bullshit. Nah, I'm out of here. Fuck this. I'm out of here. Yo, I'm calling my. I'm like, yo, I got. I got. I'm calling my mother. I'm getting the hell out of here. Yo, this is what the fuck is. I'm calling my my coach. I'm like, yo, why you send me to this bullshit? I'm, yo, now now I'm upset. <laughs> and then after a while, you know, we kind of got a little bit more comfortable. Everybody kind of had mixed feelings about the whole thing. Honestly, nobody was impressed by the way things were, but we made it work. You know, we, you know, we, we, uh, we all, everybody, after everybody finally got there, we all met each other. Um, we was like, yo, we just going to make it work. We just going to make it work. We're going to clean here, clean there. All right, y'all, y'all room over there. We're going to room here. And everybody kind of like just got along. Like nobody really had like, Nobody like didn't like each other. Everybody, everybody liked. Everybody had good relationship with each other. So, you know, it, that's what kind of made all of us more comfortable. Is that we all had a good relationship. We had Jared. He's from Philly. I'm from New York. Davon is from is from Baltimore. So we all feel like we were, you know, we close there. And then the other house, we had the the country the country kids. We had Sid. You know, then we had Mac. Um, um, this a lot, and then we have Merv, so they was all country, so they all fit well. And then all of the tri-state, you know, DMV area, we we fit well, so we all got you know, we all got comfortable like that. So where, where, where is Robin Mall in that? Who? Robin Mall and Ant- Anton? Anton. Oh yeah, see Mall, and then Mall was from Mall was from New York too. Um, I think Mall came. But did he come the second year or first year? He was there before me because he was, he wasn't on scholarship first year. Yeah, he came as a walk-on. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yes, and then we had Jamal too. So he and he was from Brooklyn. So we all kind of like we all kind of got comfortable because of where everybody is from. Mm-hmm. 
Then you had the two overseas guys. We had we had Rob, um, which you know, which is cool because coming from New York, we don't I don't see nobody that's from that's from England. Mm-hmm. So you know, we had him. I forgot who else was the other other you guy. Tom Diaz, the big guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's from um, Croatia. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Andy. So and he he was funny man, but he he was already used to it. He like man, this he had one more year left. He was already used to it. He like man, this is nothing. So, <laughs> this is nothing. So I mean, but everybody everybody fit everybody fit in pretty well. Um, everybody was you know got comfortable at at some point, but it was a disaster when we first got there. Disaster. Yeah. So, so talk just a little bit about the basketball aspect of it, though. Like we touched up on a little a few minutes ago, we talked. I mentioned to you how you know Florida has one of the best states for basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk just a little bit. You know, you, you get there, your practices. I mean, I I I, saw, I witnessed a couple of practices myself. They were pretty intense. This is before I got there. Um, so talk just a little bit about the games. What do you expect? What did you? What what happened? What was your what was your first college game like? Um, just walk us through your emotions. Walk us through how you even built up to that point, and and let's let's get into it. Well, let's start off. With, we can start off with practice. So coming from being this this big time scorer to um, going to a team where we have an old school style coach, and um, you know he's not changing his ways. He wants the the ball to be in this person's hand, and then swing it to this person who. Who was his leading scorer last year, and then that's how we're going. We're going and we're going to play through everybody. So now I got to play a role, and I wasn't used to that. Um, even growing up, like from like 13 all the way to you know like 18 or 19, whatever how old I was when I went there, um, I was the 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 main player. So I always had the ball in my hand. So to transition to a role player, I didn't really like that. I didn't really like that. So it didn't it didn't really it didn't really sit well sit well for me because I I feel like if you are a a scorer, it's no way. It's really hard for you to be a role player. Mm. It's really hard for you to be a role player um, because it's it's going to take you a few to get going. And if you miss that first shot or miss, and miss that second shot, now you're out the game because you're not the you're not you know you're not supposed you're not. They don't want the, they don't want you to be the scorer. They want you to play a role. So yeah. that was that was. Sorry, yeah. but also didn't help that you know his assistant was almost similar to him. Yeah. Um, hold on one second, bro. You could pause it for a second. So, yeah, so that, that was just really hard for me just to transition to um, being a star player to a role player. Um, but, you know, Coach Regenic, he had, you know, he that's his team. He's an old school white coach that was stuck in his way. So, um, so our first game, you know, first game we had, I think it was like, it was, it was a home game. Um, and the atmosphere was good. Everybody came out, fresh start, you know, new team, cheerleaders, and and uh, I went to a I went to an old boys Catholic school, so no cheerleaders, no pride for school. Like we just had, you know, students that just love basketball, and they, you know, they, you know, they they thought that I was good, so they came to the game, support went crazy, but you know, it's a little different when you you know you, you go to college. So to see you know that many people in the stands and um, see how they support their school. It was, it was it was dope, but um, first game, I'm you know of course I'm nervous. I'm thinking, all right, this is just like, you know, last year or, the, or two years before, or, you know, year and a half before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in. I'm gonna do my thing. Score my you know 15, 
you know, my 15 or more a game, I was just trying to average somewhere around 15 because you're not going, unless shit is easy peasy, you ain't scoring no, you know what I'm saying, 30 every game. So, you know, I just wanted to get like, just get my name out there. I can't remember how many points I had. I think I had like seven, um, but I didn't get a lot of playing time that first game. Cause with that, with Coach Regenic, you had to like, you had to, you know, first of all, show up in practice, you know, make sure that you on point. And for some reason he had, I don't, I don't know why he always wanted to yell at me. <laughs> he always wanted to yell at me and, and, and tell me I was doing something wrong. It was a lot of us, me, Davon and Jared. It was, he always said we were doing something wrong. And I think that had a lot to do, well, another thing that had a lot to do with it is the, the talking back. So of course, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> of course, but see, the, the, the problem is I was, a star, I was a star player, so I was used to just talking to my coach. And, but, you know, with him, you couldn't do none of that shit. You couldn't talk back. You couldn't say, but, if, what, maybe, nothing. You just had to listen, shut up, and do what he said. So, so that, that kind of, um, you know, hindered me from um, being better. Now, you, now, now, now that you have kids, though, do you kind of understand, you know, where he kind of came from with that? Or are you more like, nah? Nah, because sometimes with some, like, even with kids, like, you would think that they, um, like, they doing something wrong or, or, or um, not understanding what you're saying. And you have to give them an opportunity to talk because they could be telling you something that's, um, that's complete opposite than, than what you were thinking. My son gave me all the time. I'd be like, oh, what are you doing? He'd be like, what I was doing, this, this, and that, and that. I was like, oh, okay, you know? So he just was real, he just was real, like, he just didn't, he just didn't really listen. He, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't want to listen. He didn't give nobody the, the opportunity to talk, except the star players. So no names, no names. That's, what, that's what it was. It was, it was, you know, the fact that I wasn't, I wasn't the star player. So, you know, that had a lot to do with it. And you know it is what it is. We just I think we didn't we didn't mesh very well, um, unless you did everything he said. So, so that 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 first year, I think you guys you guys didn't win that first. You guys didn't make the tournament that year. I don't think. Nah, we didn't we didn't win we didn't win no conference or anything like that. Um, again, because we were stuck in his ways. I think we could have been better. We had a good team. We had a decent team, but we didn't we didn't really play together. That second year? Oh, shit. Hey, we're about to get into all it. What? All of us are seniors? Oh, my. Like, well, not seniors, but, you know what I'm saying? Hey. Sophomore's about to graduate? Oh, my God. We <laughs> came back. We came back. We was ready, man. We was ready. Everybody came back ready. Everybody came back ready, man. We had, I think we had, like, like eight seniors, like eight sophomores, like, ready to go. We like, all right, you know, this is the year. We all we we all we getting the, um we going to a four year school after this. this you know what I'm saying? So we was all hype. I think the only freshman there was me, me Zabari, Johnny, ID, Danny. You should interview you, you should interview Johnny next. He got way better. I don't know if you yeah. know follow him on the gram or nothing. Yeah, he got way better. Cause he was a little, so he was a little soft. <laughs> but I, be, I, be, I, I, I found him on the gram and be watching his little workout videos, and um, he got way better. So he probably have a lot to talk about, a lot to care. You know, you, you know though about Johnny though that Johnny like like Johnny's the kind of guy who always got better every, every practice. You know what I mean? Like that's one thing that like he always had it in him. He just didn't like the he, he didn't feel like he fit in. 
That's yep. what I'm saying. That's that was that was a lot of our issues. Like they brought us to the school to make it seem like we will fit in. We, we, we we're not we're not going to change a game from how it was before. And we all had a reality check because we all came to play as a team and you know play a role. Everybody's coming from all these schools where they were. The, the star player or the second best third player or whatever. And then now we got to play together. We got to pass the ball. We got to shoot when we open. We can't force shots. We get taken out the game. Like it's a, you know, we can't make no mistakes now. So that was a huge deal. That was a huge deal for me was not making any mistakes. Um, Cause I played damn near the whole game because I really, I really made mistakes, but I played my role. And that also hindered me from not being the scorer that I used to be. So it was like I'm, I was on a leash, and I didn't like that at all. But, again, I would rather be on the court than on the bench. So if I could, you know what I'm saying, be the best defensive player that we have and I could get a steal here, fast break, because nobody could beat me on a fast break. I'm, I'm faster than everybody. So I have to Sid, throw it, layup. Jared, throw it. Ralph, throw it, layup. I'm always out. As soon as the re- – I'm gone. Nobody was faster than the break. That's another thing um, I take pride in is, is – is, um, being in shape so that I could fucking run. Because mm-hmm. when we running, I'm out. I don't I don't think nobody was fastening me on the break, to be honest with you. I was gonna be I'm out. If it's a still, I'm gone. Yeah, a lot a lot of your highlights from I mean, you know, I I remember I was recording you, but a lot a lot of your highlights was, was definitely a you know fast break and, and stuff. But one thing that people don't realize about you though is the fact that like you could actually shoot the rock, bro. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You, you could actually shoot the rock, but you had but you had this title on you that was like you like you were you were you were solidified as a defender, mm-hmm. more like like a like a defender slash slasher kind of guy. You never had that, that chance. I like, to, I like to go to the basket because I was strong, so I used to always go for contact and go to the free throw line. Yeah, I didn't want to, I didn't want to shoot the ball too much, like like jump shots, because if you take a bad shot, then you get taken out the game. But if you can get open and go to the rack and possibly get fouled or it was a good layup, then you're not going to get taken out of the game. But if, yeah. you, if you're shooting, you know what I'm saying, you're shooting an open three, you miss one, you miss two, and then, you know what I'm saying, you might have to sit down. But if you plan or if you do it in motion, like if we run into play and it come to me and then I'm open and I shoot it, I miss or whatever, then, you know what I'm saying, but you just got to do it at the right time. You don't want to just get caught shooting all the time. So. I, 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 I prided myself in being fast on the break so I could get easy layups. And also, I like going to the rack because I know how to maneuver through people and, and, to, get, and you know, to get body contact and go, and go to the free throw line. Because you get, you get you know, your best player in foul trouble. Now, now the game turns around. Now, um, now we got a chance to win. We got a chance to smack them in. So. And, a lot, and a lot of the times, too, they would, they would actually, now that I remember this, especially, especially Palm Beach, they used to put their best defender on you um, and they would make it harder for, for you. But, like, at the end of the day, it was one of those things where, where when you got the ball, like you said, you killed it. Right. But, the thing, but, the, but the thing is, though, is that people, people looked at you as – not people, but I, I'm, when I say people, I'm more so talking about the coaches. Because mm-hmm. even from my perspective, when I first came in, you know, oh, there's this asshole that's on this team, you know, this guy, this guy's a dickwad, whatever it is, blah, blah, blah. But, like, when you, when you really get to know who you are afterwards, bro, like, you're, you're a great teammate. You know, you're a great teammate. You're 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 a solid leader. You were always somebody in the locker room that was talking to everybody, trying to get them amped and get back up again. Even mm-hmm. when we were down 15, 20 points, whatever it was, first 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 words would come from you at all times. When 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 in reality, the reality of it, 
it probably shouldn't have, but you did it. But that's just who you are and the nature of you. So when, when, like, when you know, pardon? I didn't like losing. I didn't like losing. Right. And I always, I always told we could come back. I always told we could come back. If you, if, yeah. you down, if you're down 10 or, or you need a five stop, if you're down 20, you need 10 stops. You know what I'm saying? You could turn around. You press, you, you know, full court press, and you slow them down, and you get steals, and go to the free throw line, make your free throws, and get open shots. That's how you come back. So. And that's the thing. And, and that's, what, that's what I'm saying, too, is that you, you had that leadership role to you, where if you were given the, 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 the opportunity you deserved, you know, and especially when I was there, like, like I, I just felt like you could have averaged 12, 13, 14 points that year. You know what I mean? And regardless, regardless of, of – and this is how I coach my kids, too. Yeah, everyone's going to have their role. But if mm-hmm. 10 people can average 15 a game, that's a bill 50 right there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a bill 50 to put on the scoreboard. Not many teams can guard that. Yep. That's like guarding – I mean, you know what I'm saying? So that's hard to guard. And especially even if you were to get – 10-1 game and Sid gets 20, that's still a 150 right there. That's what I'm saying. That second year, that's how we played. Like, right. like you know what I'm saying? One game, shit, Devon might be the, the leading scorer, then Sid, then me, then Ralph might have a good game, then Rob might have had a good game, then then Moore, Moore had a good game, Jared, like, we, everybody was a scorer, but that first year, he didn't play us like that. If we would have played like, like, you know, how we played that second year, we would have been way better um, um, our freshman year. But we we had to learn. We had to grow as a team. So it was, you know, so that's why we were so much better. And then we end up, we end up winning. The, didn't we win the conference? We won the conference. Stole it from us or something like that. I, I think they stole it from us. Or we won the conference. I can't remember. But, um, but that's what we, happened. We, that's we, we, we made the tournament. We lost to Palm Beach. But we we came. So we had, we had to beat. What who was that? That blue and green team. Uh, I don't remember. So it was so long ago. <laughs> I don't remember either. But we, we, we had to beat them at our at our house. Like we beat them at our at our court when we won, and that's when y'all took that picture afterwards. And everyone going like this and whatever. Because <laughs> yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. I thought we won the. I, I I don't remember, bro. I I thought we won the conference. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. But um. But I, and I also think we they stole it from us. But that's neither here nor there. That second year we all came to play together because we knew that this is the year that's going to determine what school we go to. We knew that we had to grow up from when we were freshmen. We're not going to lose the way we lost last year because we had a lot of talent. We just didn't, we didn't mix it well. So, you know, with for Janet kind of changing his ways a little bit and us playing the way we did, we got way, we all got way better. One thing I, I can say about for Janet is that he was a great defensive coach. So he taught techniques that a lot of coaches don't teach defensively that I seen when I got to my, um, my um my junior year at, at Clark when I went to Clark I seen that a lot of players do not know how to play defense and that's because their coaches or whoever their coaches was didn't teach them the right footwork or the right drills and that's why I was able to become a better defensive player than I already was because I paid attention to detail and I try to um I try to master the footwork um especially on defense so that's what made me a better defensive player. It's all them, all them drills we used to do, and try to do it right. And it also kept me in the game because I played good defense too. Man, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I used to hate guarding you. I used to hate guarding you, bro. You, you were, you, I used to hate guarding you. I liked when you guarded me, but I hated guarding you. I hated. You. I was like, I didn't care about guarding nobody else, but you. I was like, fuck. Here, I'm about to have a trouble day. Because I'm not gonna stay in the same spot. I'm gonna keep moving. And if I do get the ball, I'm going. I'm I'm going to the rack. I'm going. I'm I'm just not going to stop because I want to score too. Yeah. Even though the ball's not going to be in my hand a lot, but when it finally do get in my hand, I make sure that I, you know I try to do something with it. 
and not not no bullshit move too. I'm gonna make sure it's an aggressive move. So so that second year, you obviously elevated your game from the first year. Mm -hmm. was, it, was it more so you just elevated your game because you're just like, man, I need this here, or was it more so like you actually went in the gym and put the work in and 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 made sure you were ready? It was the opportunity. It was the opportunity. You know, again, we we all didn't have the same. Even Devon, he didn't play that much, and he was six five. Swing man that can that can dunk on anybody. Um, we just didn't have that opportunity. We had um, we had a better opportunity our second year because we were all sophomores and there was nobody like you know what I'm saying ahead of us. So um, it was that standing the game more because again, if you're playing a role, um, if you're a, if you're a scorer and you go to a role player, it's kind of hard for you to get into the groove of scoring instead of the ball always being in your hand and you can get into the groove easily. You know what I'm saying? So staying in the game uh, for a long period of time helped, helped my game too um, yeah. because I had more opportunities to score, get the ball, get a rebound, get a steal, get a, you know what I'm saying? So I, that helped me elevate my game. So it was, it, was, it, was, it was really more playing time that helped me elevate my game. Mm -hmm. And of course, we knew that, you know, we needed, everybody needed to play good, have good film so we could send it, you know, send it off. So we all wanted to play good, but, you know, yeah. You're, you're welcome for that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Because <laughs> the the one the one game that 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 I wasn't at, I remember you cussed out DJ. Oh, because he didn't. Yeah, he's in fucking. What I forgot. I don't, bro. He, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't record the game. I think I had a good game, and I think he didn't record the game or something like. I don't know some shit like that. Yeah, but um, all right. So so enough of poke. Now we get to your university, you know, Clark, Alec, Clark Atlanta. I don't know why I want to keep saying Clark Alexander, but Clark Atlanta. Transition of, you know, from Polk to Atlanta, all at the same time, talk to us about the, the recruiting process. Uh, why, why, why CAU? And, and let everybody know what it took to kind of get there. Well, um, uh, I don't, uh, you know, whoever's watching this, whenever you do watch it, Clark Atlanta is an HBCU of historical, you know, black um, college. Um, I had a uh, one of my one of the, my older friends. He was an older friend of mine. He was the assistant. He actually went to Clark. He was also the assistant coach here. Um, so when my when my sophomore year came, um, so let's let's rewind back a little bit. So I had got in trouble at Pope. Um, and to the point where me and the coach didn't get along, me and Coach Virginia didn't get along. So he didn't want to make any phone calls for me to get me in a in a better school. So right. I had to. Let's, let's, I had let's, to stop, let, let, let's stop you there for one second. What What, what do you mean by trouble at Polk? So I got. <laughs> <laughs> like the craziest, the craziest thing, but I got arrested for um, driving without a license. Okay. And in Florida, they take you to jail. So they don't just like other states, like I think Georgia, they just write you a ticket and you can't obviously you can't drive. So in Florida, they, they take you to jail. So I had to I fucking <laughs> I fucking went to jail for 10 hours. I fucking went to jail for 10 hours for driving without a license. Hold on one second. Yes, baby. Yes. So uh, yeah, I had a um a older Older friend of mine, he was assistant coach at Clark. Oh, oh, I was talking about me getting arrested. So, yeah, so I got arrested for driving without a license on my way to practice. And I missed practice that day. 
And I'm just like, fuck, man. I know I'm going to get fucking in trouble. They're probably going to send me home. So I made the phone call, called my mother. She called coach. And I sat in there for 10 hours, 10 hours until I uh, they, they came and bailed me out. But I got suspended for like two games. So that kind of like rubbed for Janik the wrong way because I don't know if anybody ever got. And I wasn't, again, it wasn't a star. Our players, so he off whatever. So, so he didn't want to make no phone calls for me at the end of the season. He kind of like changed a little bit. Like he was like, if I, you know, if I make this phone call, um, you know, I got to tell him about you getting in trouble. And I'm like, whatever, bro. I, I'm out of here. Fuck it. I'm out of here. I'm, I'm, a, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna figure out. I'm gonna find a way to make one. My homies are Clark. He's like, yo, come here, bro. This is you'll be the man on the team. I'm saying it's Atlanta. I never even been to Atlanta at the time. This is Atlanta. This is HBCU. I'm saying it's lit here. Just come, you be the man. Yeah. So I came, scholarship. I walk around campus. It's girls and it's man. It's it's lit. So I'm like, yo, this is this is. I feel like home to me, and I don't feel like I'm back in New York. So I get there. Atmosphere is crazy. It's it's, it's a party here. It's People here, it's everybody. We had this thing called the promenade where everybody, it's like a like a long walkway where everybody chill at, go to classes or whatever. So it's a long strip. Yeah. So everybody chilling in the promenade. It's nice out here. There's no bad weather. It's lit. So I'm like, yeah, this feels like home. So that's 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 my transition from 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 Polk to Clark. You know, I had a homeboy that was assistant coach. So I was already comfortable with that. And then it's a you know a black it's a black school and I fit right in and they didn't really have any um, any like big time um, big time players so I came you know I came right in and was you know best player I, I felt right back at home because came from being the star player to being a role player to now being a star player all over again so that you know that I was right back in the mix like right back in the mix it was no. I knew I wasn't nervous. First game I had like 20. I sent the game into overtime two times. We ended up losing on buzzer beater, but it was like the first game was was fucking lit, bro. Mm. Fucking lit. So after that first game, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I made the right decision to come here. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it wasn't, it was a, it's a D2, so it wasn't D1. But the fact that, you know, the atmosphere and, you know, the way that, um, um, the fans and, and people that go to school that came and support and it just, bro, it was, it was lit. Cause for a long time, um, not for a long time, but for a few years, they wasn't a good team. Clark wasn't a good team. They had won a, uh, they had won a conference um, championship a few years back, but ever since then, they just wasn't really a good team. So um, to come in and try to, and, and, and try to change the, you know, change, change the way things were was a huge deal to me. And in that first game where we sent the game into, um, um, went to three overtimes. Um, Sent the game three overtime. Um, left a lot of hope for the year, but um, we had a couple people that fell off the team and had issues and all other shit. So we didn't finish good. Um, my fresh, my 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 junior year. Right. Um, but my senior year, whole different story. We had a better team. Um, I got better. Everybody around me got better. Um, we had a different coach that was more focused. And we was a way better team than we was the previous year. 
That 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 was the year that you got uh, all team, no? Yeah, conference. I, I won. I got all conference. Um, I was MVP of the team my my uh, my junior year and my senior year. Um, also, I want to throw in all the kids watching when you transfer schools. Um, a lot of times, all your credits are not going to transfer over, so you may have to do an extra year to graduate. So um, consider that when you you know when you're looking at schools and going from JUCO to to a four year school, just watch out for the credits that they accept because you may have to do an extra year to graduate. And that's what happened to me. I had, after my my senior year on the court, I had to do another another year for some more credits to to graduate. But I ended up graduating, which is a huge deal because um, nobody in my family really went to college and, and graduated. So that's a, you know, that was an accomplishment I wanted to do. Um, um, you know, besides, you know, the whole basketball thing is definitely get my degree. So, so I'm proud, of, proud of myself because, you know, for that, because a lot of people, they don't, they do not get their degrees. Um, even if they, you know, they was there for scholarships and they played four years, they just, after the basketball is done, they're done. So. How important was it for you to play for, you know, uh, HBCU, um, you're just a black black school in general. Like, what was, was that important for you playing for? I'm assuming it was a black coach as well. Was that yeah. important for you? Did that play a factor playing for a black coach compared to a white coach, or did that you didn't really did that not bother you? Yeah, it did because the style is different. So, again, like when I came in, I felt right at home. I was able to, to talk to the coach, like you know, like I was saying, I couldn't really talk to Virginia. Like nothing I said mattered. So he, you know, he, you know, I was able to, you know. You know, speak up when I thought something was wrong or when I thought we should change this or we should, you know, we should do that. They actually listen versus not listening and being stuck in your way. So that was um, that was um, a huge deal, too. Um, just being comfortable with the coach and, and not being nervous because you, you should if you're uncomfortable with the coach, then you're going to be nervous playing for him. Oh, yeah. you know I'm saying? Like you're going to make mistakes now. Because, well, you're going to be you're going to make mistakes because you're so you're so nervous. You don't want to fuck up that you're going to make mistakes. So when you're comfortable, you will make less mistakes. So that's, I think, you know, as a coach, you should make, you know, you should make, um, any coach should make their players feel comfortable um, so that if they, you know, if they do make a mistake or whatever the case is, you know, they won't, they won't feel like it's the end of the world. Because a lot of people, they make mistakes, they feel like it's the end of the world and yeah. they, they have a, a shitty rest of the game. So, you uh, know, um, so, you know, that, that was, you know, it was that on top of, I didn't really know too much about HBCUs when I first got there. Like you, you see it on TV, and and you know, drum, Drumline was shot at my school. Um, shot on Nick Cannon. So, yeah, yeah, Drumline was shot at my school. So you you see it on TV, and you don't know that it's re it's really like that. So just yeah. like the movie, it's really like that in real life. And I got there when it wasn't even like clark like it wasn't like the popping clark that it used to be so i got like the last little end of it right now it's watered down it's over like it's not even like my class was like the last class to really feel like you know what i'm saying it's it's popping it's like super popping so mm -hmm. so i'm glad i, I was, i'm glad I, I didn't i didn't really miss the wave too much but the old clark oh my god you want to talk about Fun. listen history history so like now i, I now it's super important to me like being like being an alumni is super important to me. It's like I feel super accomplished because everybody know Clark Atlanta, everybody knows CAU, everybody you know what I'm saying. So everybody know, you know, when you go there, they be like, all right, that kind of it really kind of holds some weight because we really are the, the, one of the top top three HBCUs. You know what I'm saying in the country. Mm -hmm. That like 
as far as names, you know, names for themselves, you got Howard, you got Spelman, you got Morehouse, you got Clark. So, and then, you know, Spelman, Morehouse, and Clark were all on the same campus. So it's like three schools in one. It's called the AUC. So we all next to each other. So just imagine three colleges slash universities all in the same, you know what I'm saying, like a bubble. Bro, that shit is, shit is insane, bro. It's insane. The atmosphere, the people, the culture, everything is, is really dope. The networking. Like, I got where I'm at today because of because because I went to Clark, because I, I met, you know, this person who introduced me to this person who I'm cool with this person and that's their cousin and we all and everybody all family because everybody from Clark, we all look out for each other. And it's crazy that I was like, um, when I left Polk, I was like, I'm gonna find a way to make one because that's the school model. That's my school model. So I went to a, I really found a way or I made one like my whole like my whole career from high school to college, I found a way I make one. And it's crazy that I ended up at a school who has a motto, a, a motto of find a way or make one. So all of that, bro, it's super important. I'm super proud, you know, to be alumni and I will forever rep, rep my school, forever rep my school. That's super dope. First of all, I mean, I mean, to be able to say that you're an alumni at that school, I'm sure as you can, as just hearing you talk about it, I hear the passion in your voice, just, you know, oh, yeah how proud you were to be a part of that school too so everybody, bro, everybody it's so many loopholes you got to go through at that school and to actually finish it's like bro it's the best feeling ever so well, i would never go back to school but it was it was definitely the <laughs> the best feeling it was the best feeling just going there classes being classes regardless but just you know the people the atmosphere the culture again bro it's amazing it's amazing I'm glad I'm glad you were able to find your way, man, because honestly, like like you kind of touched up a little bit, you know, you've been arrested, you know, you you had a really shitty two years at, at Polk. You know, I wouldn't even say it was it was the worst. It was rough, bro. Yeah. From, from my again, my freshman year not playing to going to a um a low not not yeah, really a, a low high school, you know, you know, conference or whatever, but you know, standing out because I scored a lot of points, made the newspaper a bunch of times. Um, and then going to a a, a, um, um, a prep school that closed down and going to JUCO, I had a long, bro, like at any point I could have just gave up, bro, but I just didn't give up. I just kept fighting and kept fighting. And now, you know, I feel like, um, you know, I, I'm, I feel accomplished really. I really feel accomplished. I made it through a lot. Single mom, coming from a single mom, just trying to figure out how to just figure out how to make it. And, that, and that's what I'm still doing now, just figuring out how, you know, figuring out how to make it. So. And, that, and that's, that's what I want to touch upon on too, is, you know, based on everything that you've been through, you know, like you just mentioned on the basketball side, but like the fact that, you know, you, you've had to experience and indulge a, a, a single mom lifestyle with being only child and, you know, yeah, you had your family members, whatever, but it's still not the same thing. I'm an only child myself, so I can't understand, you know, how it is to be in, in an only child period. But to see where you are right now in your life, Jay, like, like to be honest with you, bro, like, good for you, man. Good for you. And, and people, people that follow you know, you got your own crib, you know, you finally, you bought your own house. Like, bro, that's, that's a big move, bro. Especially being where you came from and, and, you know, having people that were always against you and everything like that. And like I told you yesterday, you and I weren't always really, you know, best of friends when, when I was at school as well. But one thing I always respected of you, bro, is the fact that you were able to take your negatives and make them positives. You know um, that, that's what I try to do, bro. Just try to work through everything and just, you know, overcome, you know what I'm saying? Overcome everything. Just, really just trying to, I'm just a hustler, bro. Just a hustler. I'm just, I don't like to settle. I like, I, I want what I want. I like what I like. And I'm just trying to get it done. 
I'm just trying so to get let's, it. Let's, speaking of just getting it done, you got your hoodie on right now. Enjoy hoodie. Talk to us a little bit about that. What made you create this? What made you create this brand? You know, obviously you're, you're, you're more than just a ball player. You know, this is a black owned business. You know what I'm saying? And you started this shit, you know what I'm saying? Nobody else was, was there to, to tell you no and yes. And you, you've had so many no's in your life. Now you you don't care about people thinking. Anymore. <laughs> no kids. So talk to us a little bit about this. What inspired the Enjoy Apparel? So um, I really started it like playing around, which I honestly, bro, I should have been started the clothing brand because for for a long time, I was known to dress nice. Oh, Rel, he's fly. He put together Alpha as well, and I, you know I influence. I influence not to sound cocky, or nothing, but I influence a lot of people that was around me because they liked the way I dress. And then me being from Harlem, that's us. Like we just we fly and flashy. Like we just like you know we like to we like to look good. We like to dress nice. We put shit together, and it you know what I'm saying. You always got the brightest colors, bro. I don't know. You had the brightest shoes, the brightest shorts, the brightest t-shirts. Oh, and <laughs> and it's, it's bro, it's just really how you put it together. So. That was, you know, that was my thing is, you know, I always, you know, always put together outfits, you know what I'm saying, well, and with the kicks to match and the hat to match this. And, and so I always, you know, that's just, that's just being from Harlem. So I really started enjoy playing around. Like I made a t-shirt. I had made a City Boys t-shirt. This okay. is when like, there was like City Girls versus City Boys. So I had made a, um, a City Boys shirt. And then I did like, I did a Nipsey Hussle shirt. And okay. then I did another that I did another shirt and I'm like, yo, I'm getting and, and I'm doing this shit on my own. Like I'm making them on my I'm making them. I'm using my phone to make them. And I'm like, yo, these designs are coming out, you know, what I'm saying pretty good. Now I just got to find somebody that could, you know, what I'm saying make the, um, you know, make the design come to life. So, you know, I went through this person and I went to another person and it came out better. Then I found another person to to do to, you know to do my next design, and I'm like, yo, I'm getting, I'm saying, I'm getting good at this. So I just see, I'm kept going. It's only it's only been like a year now. Like the first year, I really wasn't really into it too much. Like I was just messing around with it, but now I'm taking it a lot more serious than I did than I did last year. And especially with the whole with the whole pandemic and the COVID and stuff, I was able to like really sit down and like come up with better better designs. Now I have a I have a new plug now that can manufacture stuff from scratch. Like this is made from scratch. So this is all, you know what I'm saying? I designed it, I sent it to him. He sends me a mock-up and then to life. But all of this stuff is made from scratch. Like all of the rib here at the bottom of the at the bottom of the hoodie is a rib. All like all of this shit is made from scratch, bro. Sweatpants, I don't have the sweatpants on, but the sweatpants is um um everything made from scratch. But I that's really how I started, bro. I was just I started playing around, just making shirts and then putting them out and then they were selling out. I'm like, all right, let me make something else. And then that that'd do well. And then I just fucking kept just kept going, just kept going. I just kept finding new people. I just kept connecting with new people that can that can make my vision come to life. Um make my vision come to life. And then I made some shorts and then those shits came out dope. And I'm like, yo, I'm on to something, bro. I got I gotta keep going. I gotta keep going. So now I'm here. I got sweatsuits out now. Um, I'm working on a couple other things, um, crew necks, and um, I want to do more sweatsuits and more pants and stuff like that. But man, first of all, I, I, I like I, like I told you, I definitely gotta get some, bro. And and let us, you know, at the end of this, I need you to say where we can where we can all purchase from. But one thing I want one thing I want to know for sure, other than your kids and 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 the and the mon, uh, the money aspect of it. 
what, where do you get your, your, your visions from? Like, where do you like, like, you gotta be very creative to be in a brand like this where you keep, you know, being um, innovative and you keep trying to switch up your ideas. Cause if you kept selling that the same hoodie, you know, just in different colors, people be like, Hey, like what's coming up next? You know what I'm saying? So where, where do you get your ideas from? Where do you get like, where do you think it's a, Hey, you know what? This would be fucking dope. Or like, you know what I mean? Like, like, where do you, where does that come from? So it's, it really, I just, I really get inspired by um, other, like watching, looking at other brands. So like I would, I would see, like see something on Instagram or on Pinterest or just, you know what I'm saying? Anywhere, um, TV, commercials, whatever. So I kind of get ideas from, from everything. And a lot of my ideas really come from um, just going through stuff. Like if I'm, if I'm using the app that I use to, to make my designs and I'm looking through like pictures that they already have and seeing how I could like remix it and make it, you know, make it swaggy or make it, you know what I'm saying? Make it some, so like how I came up with the name Enjoy, right? I was like, I was sitting in the crib. I'm like, all right, so my last name is Joy. And I was like, so like you can enjoy, enjoy you know what i'm saying so i was like you can enjoy you know what i'm saying the product or enjoy whatever i have because it, it's it don't have to be clothing like enjoy can be anything because of, of the name you know what it means it means like happiness like you know what i'm saying like you know be happy and then i'm like i don't want to use like um n like e-n e-n-j-o-y-e so i'm gonna I'm say i'm gonna I'm use i-n so i'm gonna put you in some joy like enjoy so I, I'm like, all right, that, you know what I'm saying? That makes sense to me. So that's, that's how I'm, uh, um, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna put it together and now I'm a, you know, now I'm enjoy, but you also, you're in some joy, like in something that I would make, like I would, like I would wear or I would, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I came in with the name. Um, but just, bro, just looking at shit and trying to see how I could like add some, add a spice to it, add more creativeness to it and just, playing around with different different stuff and different colors and, and mixing it and like boom now I got a, a design like oh shit you know what I'm saying like even the, like the colors for the hoodie I did this because I also was working on the jean jacket so I wanted the, the um the pink and the blue to match the jean jacket so when the jean jacket is open and I got the hoodie underneath it it matches both and I also with the sweatpants the, um, this is navy blue and this is navy blue and red the sweatpants has enjoy big on the legs and it's it's the um the navy the navy blue and the red, okay. so I wanted those to match so that this could match, you know what I'm saying the um the jean jacket that I that I'm working on, but the way it came out I also like bright colors so they can pop and they can catch your eye so I put the pink in there with the blue and then I, you know I also changed you know on the other ones I have a navy blue um also have a red and I changed the colors in those just to make the colors pop because a lot of colors the way they um, if you have bright colors, they catch your eye, and that's something that somebody can remember. Like I, you know, what I'm saying, I seen the yellow in that with the red, and it mix and it pops, and that looks good together. And also go with any pair of sneakers, and then the, the navy and the grit. So it's just, bro, I just just put together so much shit to try to, you know, just mess around with so much stuff to try to make it, you know, just creative and just try to be different. Cause a lot of it's really hard to be different. Cause a lot of people make similar shit. So you, you everything's gonna look similar, but you just have to figure out a way to stand out. Cause a lot of people, it's a lot of creative people out there. But don't be, you know, I tell people don't be discouraged because they might they might make something, but you might make something better. Mm -hmm.
know what I'm saying? So if I, you know, I, I might like myself, bro, I will put out something. And as soon as I put it out, I'll make something better that next day. And I'd be like, fuck, I should have waited. But at the same time, this shit is also dope too. Yeah. So now I got to put out both. Can, 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 can we see some Enjoy shoes coming out soon? We know you got a shit ton of shoes, bro. Can we see some Enjoy shoes? Shoes? That, I ain't going to lie. Designing a shoe is tough because there's so many pairs of sneakers and you just don't want them to come out corny. So I'm going to stick to clothes for right now. All right. I'm going right. to stick to clothes for right now. And... And maybe we maybe we let's start off with some slippers first. Let's do let's do like some <laughs> let's do like some Crocs or something. Let's let's do that first, and then we're gonna get into hats and all of that shit. So I'm one step at a, one step at a time. I did t-shirts, and then I did shorts, and I did I did hoodie. No, I did t-shirts, and I did hoodies, and then I did shorts, and then I did sweatsuits. So I gotta I gotta work my way up now. I gotta work my way up. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, what what can we expect from the Enjoy brand next? What, what, I know you said jean jackets, but what's the what's your major project you guys are thinking of right now? Um, since it's since it's well, it's not really shit. It's not really winter here, but I don't I don't want to hear no winter from you being in Atlanta, bro. Don't don't never talk about no winter again. <laughs> it, it ain't really no winter here, man. You it, it'd be cold one day and then the next day you could wear a short. So it really ain't no winter here, but. I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do a crew neck a crew neck um sweatshirt next. Um I also wanna do a jean jacket top and bottom for, for women. I wanna work on a women's line. Um because I have kids, I'm gonna do a kids line as well. So um I just wanna um I wanna build my clientele up. So I don't wanna like put out like I want to get more people involved before I take the next step to go to women apparel and kids apparel. So I want to like focus on unisex right now. That way it can go both ways. And then from there, um, you know, kind of branch off and do women and then, and then children and then, you know, have three different departments and stuff like that. But um, right now, just sweatsuits are still, you know what I'm saying? Still, I just put them out like a month ago. So those are still, those are still doing well. Um, I'm probably going to do a crew neck. Like I said, I'm going to do a crew neck I'm working on. Um, I definitely want to do a jacket as well. Not just a jean jacket, but a, but a, like an actual jacket or a track suit. That's so I got, I got a lot of stuff, bro. It's a lot of stuff in this phone. You know? I'm just, just waiting for the right time. Understood. Understood. When, when can we see the next launch? Cause I know, I know, I know you, you post, you be posting people on your, on your, on your, on your page almost, you know, every damn day that, that they, they bought new, uh, they bought mm -hmm. some apparel from you or whatever it is. So when can we see the next launch? I'm probably going to drop, I wanted to drop something for uh, New Year's. So I'm probably going to start production on that um, this week. Um, I already have the design. I had worked on design a minute ago. I just didn't put it out, but now I think it's the right time to put it out. I'm just going to, I think I'm just going to do a hoodie, but it's going to be, um, it's going to be, I'll show it to you. It's going to be a, like a loud hoodie. Like um, I wanted, I really want to do it because those Kobe's is coming out and it has the, that lime green color in it. Um, but this is a, um, a design. My homie Vito helped me, helped me with, um, hold on, let me find it. Hold on. 
You can't you can't be giving all the secrets though no. You can't be giving no, all the I'm not, I'm not, I'm just gonna show you that one because I think it's time for that to finally come out, to be honest. Because I, I bro, I, I worked on that, we worked on that design months ago. Damn, this 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 is an exclusive right now. We about to get an exclusive. Bro, this was this was done in July, and I was gonna do it as a shirt, but I'm I might I'm I'm gonna just do it as a um, damn, I'm gonna do it as a uh, let me take like a too much. There. Oh shoot. Yeah, I'm gonna do it as a hoodie though. My my, my girl's favorite color is purple, so I might have to get me one of those. To be honest. Yeah. So this is this will probably be the next. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. This will probably be the next hoodie that I put out. I'm gonna change the colors up a little bit, but it says enjoy whatever you want. So, so that's that's probably gonna. This is. I think it's time for this. This is gonna be next. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna finish I'm gonna finish this off with with a rapid fire for you real quick. You mm -hmm. know, just, and then and then you know I feel like I'm taking up enough of your time. But uh, you know, one first question I want to ask you is, what can we expect from Jarrell Joy in the next five to ten years? Where can we see Jarrell Joy in the next five to ten years? Um, hopefully, I'll be a full-time entrepreneur, like a, a full-time you know business owner. Right now, I'm in the car business. Um, I've been in the car business five years. Um, I got into it right after college. Um, I was able to get you know get get a good hang of it and be good at it. I got promoted. Um, so. Hopefully in five years, five or ten years, I'll be a full-time business 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 owner and the brand will grow so big that I don't even have to work, you know, work for a company anymore. That's what's up. How how are you how are you going to uh, sorry, are you gonna give anything back to Clark Atlanta, you know, when 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 you get to that point? Or do you wanna give any work back to Clark Atlanta? The only thing I'm giving back to them, only Part of Clark, I'm giving back is the basketball team. That's where my my favoritism is going to be is to the basketball team. So, um, the coach that I was telling you about that recruited my my homie that recruited me, he should be because it's because it's COVID. The, I think the conference shut down um, um, the season, but he should be the the new head coach next year. So he's um, hopefully um, he gets the job and everything everything works out. I'm, I probably will do the designs. Um, for um, all of the um, basketball clothing that they get, so I'll probably design all the, all the hoodies and, and stuff like that. So that's that's another goal of mine is to is to to be a part of Clark in that aspect of it because that's where I spent the most time. So that's where I'm, I'm, I want to put the most you know love and you know loyalty um, to to the to the basketball program. Fair enough. Last question. <laughs> Your son comes to you and says. I don't want to play basketball. I want to play baseball or soccer. <laughs> my, son, my son is right here. Come here, Kai. And he's a, he's just, he's a, um. Hello, man. Say what's up. Hi. How you doing? Good. That's good. So he's, he's, and this is Cody. Come here, boo boo. What's up, Cody? That's Cody. Good. Um, so he's tall, right? He's four. He just went to the doctor the other day. He's four, four. And he's only seven. So if he doesn't play basketball, he has to get out of my house, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> so he has to play. He knows he has to play basketball. He can't play nothing else. The only thing he can play is games. But games? besides that, he has to play ball. I'm just waiting for him to, to – to, Dad, can we go bowling? We are going to go bowling. Just when I'm, when I'm done, we'll get dressed and all of that stuff. But, yeah, he has to, he has to play basketball. There's no way – we're not wasting his height. He's gonna play basketball, right? 
Mm. See? You, you <laughs> yeah. See? Yeah. He's shy, He's really shy. Yeah. And you, you are? Okay. You heard it right here. So when you get older and we watch this, you're going to remember that you said that you're going to play basketball. Mm. Right? I started playing basketball when I was nine. So I'm giving him another two years to try to figure it out on his own to see if he, you know, he want to do it. But when he gets that age, I'm just going to start pushing him. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, we, 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 we need to know where can we find your apparel from? Where can we get all that stuff? So you can follow me on Instagram. My, my Instagram is, is Yorel. Um, it's two O's, Y-O-O-R-E-L. Um, you can also follow in the Enjoy page. is I-N-J-O-Y-E underscore um, on Instagram. And our website is shopenjoy.com. So um, S-H-O-P-I-N-J-O-Y-E dot com. So all new apparel, I do, you know, I got the website and everything. It's up there. So um, that's where you can find everything. That's what's up. That's what's up. Hey, Jay, it was honestly a pleasure to catch up with you again, man. It's Thank been, you. I think, nine years, nine, eight, eight, nine years since the last time we, we, we parred. But yeah, it was wow. It's good to see that you're doing well, man. You know, I'm really, really, really proud of you. Really proud of all your accomplishments and what you're doing with your life. And, you know, shout out to you for having kids too and two healthy kids as well. Yes, thank you. No problem.